Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Shake Sales. I'm your host, Maggie Bloom, the sales evangelist at Mailshake. And today we have Junior Latte, Senior AE at Pickle AI, and the host of How I Deal podcast. Really great podcast out there. Um, and I was lucky enough to be on that one too. But I'm excited to be talking to him today about referrals and intros. For those of you who don't follow Junior on LinkedIn, first off, you definitely should. But second, he always posts screenshots of his own processes and outreach. So he's not just someone there preaching and telling us how to do outreach. He's actually showing us <laughs> the do's and don'ts of what he's learned. So Junior, thank you so, so much for coming on here today. Yeah, Maggie, I'm stoked to be here. Speaking of how I deal, everyone go listen to episode number two, because that's <laughs> where Maggie comes to play uh, a fantastic episode. Um, one that I still remember, by the way, like we're 40 deep at this point, but I haven't forgotten yours. It's special, Maggie. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my gosh. And this one's going to be special today too. But yeah, that was such a great episode. And the podcast is amazing. They talk about actual deals um, that people go through. So they're real live stories. And like we say in, in sales, we love storytelling. So awesome, awesome uh, style of podcast there. But cool. So to get into it, referrals and intros are what we're going to be talking about today. And to start it off, I read this stat recently. I think it was something Jed put in one of his articles, but he took it from someone else, from someone else, from someone else. But it said, <laughs> as it goes, so I forget the source off the top of my head, but go to Jed's podcast if you want to know. Um, but it said only 11% of salespeople actually ask for referrals, whereas 91% of customers say that they give referrals. So, Junior, why do you think that is? Uh, I think like the biggest disconnect has got to be training, honestly, because when you think about like sales trainers and VP of sales, like they're constantly helping you close deals, which is a fantastic thing. You know, they're like willing to jump into discovery, jump into the demos, negotiation, but very little time they have to like sit down with a rep and say, this is how you structure an email or, hey, we should be asking for referrals. This is how to ask. Right, like people may say ask for referrals, but the actual how to do it is like, you know, desperately undertaught, like majorly undertaught. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's like you said, it's it's the how to. So it's like, okay, of course, referrals sound great. Like who doesn't want a warm referral over to a sales rep? But it's like, okay, how can we do that effectively? And it seems like so simple, like, oh, if we just ask for a referral, someone will take it. But I think there's some processes and I think we both agree on, which we'll talk about later, making that process pretty easy for the person you're asking a referral from. Um, but yeah, and I think also we get really fixated in sales sometimes of just focusing on new business, like, and depending on how your sales org runs, like there's not a lot of training around referrals in general, or there's not a lot of training about like, how to upsell a current customer. And I think these are two big gaps that a lot of people just don't have a lot of training on, which is no one's fault. It's just, that's kind of like where our minds are geared towards this new business, I'd say. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And along with like the new business, referrals are such a like easy, natural way to get there. Uh, it's just like the one that's like less thought, you know, when you think I'm going to hire an AE for new business, it's like new business logo. And then we think like account management is a complete separate factor of selling, right? Where this is like mirroring the two in a really nice way to make it easier to sell. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. For sure. It's just kind of like a, that, that cohesive sales rep. And I think it's important that, so I'm excited we're doing this episode that we learn how we can do that. But I think as sales reps too, we get pretty excited about warm intros. I know people on my team that were like, hey, this you know person came over from another client of ours or whatever. Super exciting. I mean, like I want to jump on that call right away. And I sometimes start to treat that lead like very differently than any other leads I get. So let's say like a new business, you know, cold lead. Um, but I think sometimes it's backfired on me. So we'll, I guess what should we keep in mind when we get a warm intro or referral? Yeah, a warm intro, you should treat a lot like the, you know, regular inbound or regular outbound because you still don't know them. The nice aspect is when you go into conversations like the guard is down already, right? Because I got in through Maggie and they trust Maggie. So I don't have to, like, I'm still going to do my research. Right. And I'm still going to come with a hypothesis and some assumptions that I'm hoping to either, you know, confirm or deny. Um, but I don't have to like play this awkward game of like, what were you interested in? You know, because yeah. obviously like Maggie helped create this. So I think like the starting place, the best place to start is, Hey, we're both here because Maggie gave an introduction. Uh, have you had a chance to take a look at Pickle? If not, that's fine. Would love to just talk to you about what we're doing and see if we can generate some interest. Right. Awesome. It's pretty simple. Like the introduction wedges out a lot of like the cold feeling to the purpose of the meeting. Yeah, exactly. That that warm introduction over to them and like calling it out too. It's like, hey, you and Maggie had a conversation. That's why we're here today. And that's something I like doing when I do get those referrals is like, and I learned this from Mark Akers of like, hey, you and Maggie had a conversation about Mailshake. What'd you guys talk about? And having them kind of like uncover from there. And that will come up naturally, like when you're doing discovery with someone. But yeah, like making sure you highlight that conversation or like say it. I know it sounds really obvious, but I think as sales reps, like sometimes we just get so excited about it. We forget to do those things or like skip some of those steps. And it's like, okay, like you said earlier, referrals are a very natural way and like great way to get leads in the door, but treat them like a whole conversation that you're getting a referral from. So relate back to that person too. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that you said at the beginning, you said like 91% of customers are said they're willing to give a referral, which I think is really interesting because when you do ask for referrals, people probably do lean on customers the most. Right. It's like who of our customer base can introduce us because they've been using the product um, where I typically find introductions is not from customers, but actually prospects, whether it's a prospect that politely like told me no, or maybe like after discovery, we figure out, hey, it's not going to work. The contract timing's off, whatever it may be. I have a lot of success with prospects um, and I leave like the customer referrals more so to like the customer success. In my case, that's a co-founder. Um, yeah. So maybe like a, a shift there too is like, take advantage of the prospects that you do have conversations with. And I'm happy to talk about like when and where, how to do all of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I love that that's, you know, I didn't even think about it like that, that I've gotten a ton of referrals that way too where it does come from like, hey, Maggie, like what you showed me was great, but 
you know, we're in a contract for seven more months or, you know, there's no way because of this, you know, integration that you don't have, which is fine. It's like you had a great conversation. They just couldn't get in there. So how does that? Yeah. Like, can you walk us through like what that typically looks like? Yes. So let me talk through my favorite scenario, which is like a cold email, right? I cold email into Maggie. It's, you know, pretty relevant to what she's trying to do. Maybe I found a trigger or whatever. She writes back and says, hey, I really appreciate your email and the attempt. Uh, we're not looking into this right now. Now I'm just going to go ahead and make assumptions. Maggie said she really appreciates the outreach. So I'm just going to like take that to the fullest extent. A lot of times reps will like look at this opportunity as to ask like, why now? Why not now? You know, like what about right now is not a good time. So I'll acknowledge that. I'll respond and say, hey, Maggie, my inclination is to ask like, why not now? That's like the salesperson inside of me. That's what they want to yeah. say. It's like, but I actually have a, a different favor if you'll humor me. Um, and then I've done a little bit of research, right? Like I look at the places that Maggie's worked. I look at her connections, who's been commenting on her LinkedIn posts. And I try to find one or two people that I know Maggie knows that I could also sell to. And I'll say, Maggie, can you intro me to, you know, Jed at Milkshake or so-and-so at Milkshake? And then, um, and, and I'll also provide like the copy of the email, right? And that would just be like, hey, so-and-so, it's been a while since we last chatted, but I recently learned about Pickle. I'm introing Junior. He's a rep there. He won't be overbearing. If he is, just kick him to the curb. No problem. <laughs> Junior, take it from here. You know, best wishes, Maggie. Right. And I just like, I write all of that out so that you can just copy and paste that in an email, paste that on LinkedIn, wherever this intro is going to be created. Uh, it's a really smooth transition from completely cold prospect to a warm intro of someone I might be able to do business with. Yeah. Awesome. And for everyone listening, like Junior mentioned two great things that he does. He makes it super, super easy for that person to make that warm intro, make that referral over by having that in there. Um, and then also he goes out and finds the person. So it's not like, hey, here's a template. Send this to someone who you think would be interested. Like, no, the part of this, and I think the hard part of people doing referrals is they don't want to do the work of like finding those people out there, but it takes like one extra step. We all have the tools to do it. It's just like you're cold prospecting, but you're asking for like a shoe in the door for someone else. So I yeah. love that. And then you put your own humor into it as well. Like you're not afraid to ask, but at least like you're putting some humor behind it. I think it's also different maybe because we're salespeople, re you know, reaching out to salespeople. So I think it's easy to kind of have that ground level, but I yeah. I'd argue it'd work for a lot of other people too. I think it would like at the end of the day, it's very human or right? like we are selling to humans. And like, if you treat someone really well and they appreciate you being in their inbox, um, you know, I get messages, something similar to like, ha ha ha, this email made me laugh out loud. And then they'll address the fact that it's not the right time. Then I'll say something along the lines of, hey, if you can intro me to so-and-so person, like I'll treat them the same way that I treated you and I'm not going to screw you over, <laughs> right? Like ultimately yeah. that's part of the <laughs> message that I'm sharing is like, I won't screw you. And, you know, like, trust me a little bit. Um, but it's like making the assumption they responded positively. So I'm going to try and use that and turn it into something bigger, especially now when it's really hard to book meetings, right? Like calendars are looking light. So going the extra mile can be really impactful. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think um, also, you know, 
you lay it out well, you kind of give them an out, things like that, like all the processes you should do in sales, like any horror stories that have come up from asking for referrals, like that we should be afraid of? Uh, No horror stories yet, but I will say like there is a level of response rate here as well, right? Like Mm -hmm. they responded to your initial email. Now you're almost sending like in any thoughts, but you're asking for something, right? And just keep in mind, like they they don't owe you anything. They didn't owe you the first response and they certainly don't owe you an introduction, but if they're willing to make it, great. Like we can we can definitely work with that, right? So no one has responded and been like, hey, junior F you, there's no way I will ever intro you. In fact, I'm blocking you, whatever. You know, like yeah. it hasn't happened. I'm not saying it won't, but if you do research, if you're like name dropping specific people that you know they know that you can do business with, then like you're you're doing a pretty good job there. The biggest killer will just be to say, hey, is there anyone you know that you can refer <laughs> me to? Right? Like, yeah, I, I have a network of a thousand people. Like, what do you mean? Like, tell me who. So just make it super easy to do. And keep in mind, like they might respond, they might not. I've bumped a reply email, right? Like, hey, just wondering if if you can intro me, if not, cool. Um, so they might not respond, but for the most part, it should be a positive experience. Yeah. And the reason why I asked you that too, from someone who does a lot of referrals, gets a lot of warm intros that way too, it's like going back to the 11% that we talked about before. Like, I don't know. I think some people are afraid to do it from not only like the way that you're doing it from prospects that, you know, just told you no kindly, or customers are thinking to themselves, like, I'm scared to reach out to a customer, like about, you know, how they're feeling and things like that. It's like, just gauge it. Like, obviously, you're not going to ask a referral from someone who's rude to you from cold outreach, or someone who's not doing, you know, not super happy with your product right now, or it's not the right fit. It's like, just gauge it. And don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. Nothing really scary has happened to Junior. So that should all give us some peace of mind. <laughs> he likes... He likes to test different things out probably before I would. So Yeah, and uh, yeah. Right, this is part of my process. Like I do this often. So the fact that I haven't been burned, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of you who attempt this won't be burned as well. Um, but I do think people will respect it. You know, like mm-hmm. there's like a level of like I hate the word like salesmanship, right? But there's a level that people will really respect and be like, dang. You know, like you took time to like find these two people that you know that I knew. I I respect that a lot. Like, sure, I'll intro you. Um, Also, if you can get the intro on LinkedIn, it will happen a lot faster, right? Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes taking it from email to LinkedIn is a little bit harder and you may want to leave it up to the prospect to decide like how they intro you. But if they're like, hey, I can make that intro via LinkedIn, be like, great, do it. It's just like a three-way intro, super fast. And then you're right in front of the prospect messaging them. You can drop them a connection request, right? It makes it harder for them to just like disappear or say no rudely, right? (laughs) No one wants to say no to someone you got an intro from, so. (laughs) Yeah, and they see your face. I think sometimes with that on LinkedIn, it's like if they're seeing your face, you're messaging them all together. And the funniest thing is, I totally agree with you. It's easier to get a response that way. And it's even easier to get a response if like, okay, let's say someone's ghosting me on LinkedIn. If I go ahead and comment on something of theirs, they respond to my messages (laughs) like 
five seconds later. Not really. I wish five seconds. But they respond like right after because they're like, because I feel like comments aren't as like inundated or like the, you know, the noise from it is not as inundated. People get excited because they're like, oh, great. Someone's commenting on my post. Yeah. And boom. They respond right back to my message. So you want to take it a step <laughs> further and someone's ghosting you from a referral. Just go to one of their LinkedIn posts, comment, and I'm sure they're going to respond like five minutes later. <laughs> yes. Or that's great. I sometimes, I'm not saying everyone should do this, but I will withdraw my connection request and then resend it, right? Because you never know like how many they have. Maybe it's just like buried in there. So I'll like withdraw it and then resend it. And then it'll pop up, you know, and they'll be like, ah, gosh, I got to respond to this guy, which if they feel that way, that's fine. I just, I'm just trying to get a response, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you said, it might just be buried. So it's like maybe they really just genuinely didn't see it. And it's like with a bunch of other invites to webinars and events and all that stuff on LinkedIn. Yep. But um, cool. So you talked about, you know, referrals and emails in LinkedIn, you know, any other ways or methods that you, you do referrals? Yeah, if you can find, like I'm in Utah, it's a really small tech scene. So it's pretty easy for me to like find people that I've worked with or worked at the same company, but we missed timing to hit them up to get a connection to somebody else in Utah, right? So like community-based, right? If you're looking at like, maybe RevGenius is like too big for this, mm -hmm. right? Like, hey, you're part of RevGenius, maybe that won't work. Um, but if you're in like these other Slack groups or small communities and you have a strong relationship with somebody, like lean on them to get an intro to somebody else that you want and try to make those intros happen via text. Right? Like if I'm in Utah and I'm getting an intro from someone in Utah to another Utah person, like I'm like, hey, Scott, it's got to be a text. Like, don't do it on LinkedIn. Don't do it via email. Like, let me start texting this person to build that relationship. Plus, you just have, you know, way more, way more in common. Um, yeah. And oftentimes it goes beyond just a referral to do business. It's like, oh, you're in Orem. I'm in Orem. Like, why aren't we doing lunch? We should do breakfast, whatever. And you can start real conversations that way. Yeah, totally. I also think it's better for just as you were talking about it, thinking text would be better for someone you live in the same area with, because, you know, if I got a text from the same area code, I'd be like, all right, cool. I probably know this person or yep. I should know them, things like that. So that probably helps, too. Yeah. And I feel like there's like small enough, you know, tech hubs like something like Austin, Texas. I feel like that's up and coming. For, well, not up and coming. It's booming. But I feel like if you were living there, you could do really well, similar to like the way that the Utah scene is, you know, um, like Phoenix, Arizona, right? That's another good one. Anyways, I'm like naming states. I don't live there, but if you live there, like capitalize on this kind of stuff. You know, there's enough tech people that you can find intros and get in the door, do launches, that kind of thing. Take it off of the virtual and, and get in person. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, um, you know, even in when I lived in Chicago, it was easier to be like, find people in Chicago that I could just start conversations with and go to networking events and things like that. I live in West Virginia now. There's not a lot of people texting here. <laughs> but um, but I think, yeah, like thinking outside the box, which meeting in person shouldn't really be outside the box. But I think also it kind of goes back to, you know, referrals and like a natural way to meet people and just start connections from there. So I think it's something that we shouldn't knock if you're in a gray area to do that in. So 
love that advice. But um, yes. awesome. Anything else about referrals, Junior, before we finish up here? This has been an awesome conversation. Yeah, I think we've, you know, we've tackled the bulk of it. Like, do your research, name specific people, resp- like make assumptions upon positive response, like assume they want to help you, right? Assume that they really did like your email. Assume that all, they will intro you, right? Like take all of that, draft a great email for them, and I'm sure like you'll be able to get responses and soon enough those will turn into deals and you'll start to fill the pipeline. It's just another channel. Right, like we always talk about omni-channel. Here's another great channel to use, not necessarily putting pressure on a customer, but pretty much anyone you interact with that ends up saying no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, assume the best before you reach out and, and do these interactions. And then also, um, yeah, just treating as another way to get leads there too. And a less scary way to get leads or easier way to get in there too. But awesome, Junior, thank you so, so much for talking with us today. And Um, For those of you, like I said, who aren't following Junior, definitely go check out his post. He always has amazing screenshots of his own outreach. But um, where can people learn more about you and Pickle? Yeah, I'm mostly on LinkedIn. So connect with me on LinkedIn, drop me a message. I try to make myself, you know, fairly accessible. Um, So I'll catch you there. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Junior. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Shake Sales. We'll talk to you later. Bye.